As the month of May approaches every year, people throughout the world begin to make bets and get excited for the Kentucky Derby. This leaves many people wondering what goes into making the day of the Kentucky Derby what it is. Todd Pletcher, an American thoroughbred horse trainer, will discuss his point of view on race day, his practices, and the emotions that he has felt before, during, and after the Kentucky Derby. What do you do in the months prior to the Kentucky Derby to prepare? So in order to, uh, they have a point system, a qualifying system, where they have what they call prep races that offer qualifying points for first, second, third, and fourth place finishes. And the the Kentucky Derby is limited to 20 starters, so they take the, the top 20 point earners get preference to get in. So in order to qualify, you have to be amongst the top 20 point leaders to get in. So what we do preparing for the Kentucky Derby is we run in races that have qualifying points that hopefully you do well enough in to earn points to get in the Kentucky Derby. So for example, this year, our leading candidate for the Kentucky Derby is a horse named Forte, F-O-R-T-E, who was last year's champion two-year-old. And when he won a big race in the fall in November called the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, he earned 40 points towards a birth in the Kentucky Derby. Now, last Saturday, he won a stake at Gulfstream Park called the Fountain of Youth Stakes, and he earned 50 qualifying points for that. So he already has 90 qualifying points which makes him the number one point earner and also a shoe-in to have enough points to get into the race. So the months leading up to it are really about preparing the horses for other races that then earn them a starting berth into the Kentucky Derby. Can you tell me about the process to training the horses? So a lot of, a lot of the foundation work is done with these horses at what we call training centers. So when they come into me as an end user trainer, those horses have already been taught, you know, how to be ridden, how to gallop, how to breeze, how to come out of the starting gate to a certain degree. So really we're kind of taking a semi-finished product and now we're preparing them to get to the fitness level that's required to to participate in races. So for example, like last June, Forte would have started off with his first race at Belmont Park in June, and then he had another race at Saratoga in July, and another race in September. So it's really, it's a, what we're doing is we're trying to prepare them to get to the fittest level they can get and gradually go farther in distance and hopefully get stronger and faster as they're doing that. Thank you. Can you also tell me how you pick a jockey? Like, do you pick the jockey or is there another process to that? So generally most jockeys or really all jockeys at this level are represented by an agent. So typically what we'll do is we'll try to identify a jockey that we feel like is a good fit for a particular horse. And you might have some horses that like to run 
close to the pace. You might have some horses that aren't real quick early, so they come from off the pace. Um, you might have some horses that prefer turf over dirt. And some jockeys kind of fit that style also. So we'll, we'll try to identify the jockey that we think best suits the horse. And then sometimes the owners will have it input on who they choose as a jockey but generally what i do as a trainer is i'll reach out to the jockey's agent and ask them if they're available to ride a certain race and then they will tell me yes or no and if they can't then we'll have to call you know another jockey's agent and see if they're available but generally it's handled between the trainer and the jockey's agent can you tell me what is the day of the kentucky derby like like for you and for the horses? So it's, it's racing Super Bowl, it's racing World Series. You know, it's, it's really, even though it's maybe not the largest purse in terms of the actual prize money, it's the most coveted race in American racing. So it's an enormous crowd, over 150,000 people. It's extremely intense, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an atmosphere that, that really, you know, it's electric. It's, it's, like I said, intense, and when you're kind of walking over with the horses, you're walking over literally right in front of the grandstand and you know there's there's these 150,000 people just literally kind of hovering over the the racetrack and so what what's important to us at that time is that the horses sense that that electricity and that that atmosphere and so our objective really is to try to keep them as calm and relaxed as possible so that they can serve their energy for the race. And that, that can be an intimidating situation, not only for the people involved, but, but especially the horses. So really your, your focus is on trying to keep them as calm and relaxed as possible before the race. Have you ever been a spectator at this race without having horse you trains in it? I have, I have. I didn't like that because I was training at the time, but. <laughs> Uh, the year that Funny Side won, I can't remember what year that was exactly, but yeah, I was a spectator that day. And do you believe that the predictions of who will win and who will lose are accurate? Um, you know, it varies from year to year. Last year, there was an enormous upset, and you know, I don't think anyone picked Rich Strike to win. So that was that was an example of all of the experts were wrong. But in the couple prior years to that, the 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 favorites have won, and so it, it, it can vary from year to year, but it's, it's, it's generally the best horses tend to step up and, and perform the best, and there's always the exceptions like, like last year. What is it like after the Kentucky Derby? Like, how does it differ when you win or, like, when you don't place? Like, how do you celebrate after, and what do you do if you don't place? Well, we, we generally... So we kind of have a tradition. Our family, we we stay at the same hotel. We generally, um, we kind of like rent out a little banquet room and we just, we kind of order pizzas and 
through the season because you don't really know exactly when you're when you're going to get back. If you win, you're going to get back a lot later with the press conferences and everything than if you lose. But we we've kind of held that same tradition. When win or lose, we we meet back at the hotel with friends and family, and you know have some have some pizza and and just kind of by by that time, I mean you're kind of physically and emotionally just exhausted and so you know you're just wiped out at the end of the day and and you're looking to just relax and then the following day is really really a letdown because then all you know the 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 big events over and everyone's leaving town and and it's it's really you, you can just feel like a deflation after that what are like you responsible for post race and like what do the horses do after the race like the weeks after so generally after the kentucky derby is just like any other race we'll bring them back to the barn they'll get a hot bath we'll walk them for about 45 minutes and let them drink water and try to rehydrate and what we call cool out, which similar to, you know, any human athlete, <clears throat> you want to take a little period of time to, to sort of, uh, you know, start to cool down properly and, and get lots of liquids and, and rehydrate. And, and then uh, after their, they, they have their hot bath and they, they finish their walking and drinking water and cooling out, They'll generally go back into their stall. Their grooms will will brush them, clean them up, clean out their hooves, and they'll wrap their legs in some cotton quilts to to protect them overnight. And generally, uh, after that point, they'll they'll start to eat some hay. And usually, two hours following the race, after they've been cooled out, then they'll get their 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 normal night feeding. And uh, that's pretty much it. They'll, they'll rest for, for the rest of the night. The following morning, they'll get out for just some light, light walking exercise. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you were responsible for post-race? So I'm essentially, as the trainer, responsible for everything to do with the horse. So I'll have a staff that helps take care of the horse. So we'll have a groom who takes care of usually a one groom will take care of four horses. So one of their horses might be running in the Kentucky Derby. The other three might be running in different races or not racing at all, but generally they're responsible for taking care of four horses. Then we'll have what we call a hot walker who is the person that holds the horse for the bath and then walks the horse while it's cooling out, giving it water and those kind of things. And then after the grooms and the hot walkers leave, we'll have a night watchman come on staff that will supervise everything in the barn during the course of the night while everyone's away. And then in the mornings, the grooms and the hot walkers will come back in and we'll also have an exercise exercise rider who is in charge of riding the horse uh, for their morning exercises. So as a trainer, my responsibility is to oversee all of those employees and the horse and supervise their jobs and the horse's condition and making sure everyone's doing their job properly to take care of the horse. 
Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time.